This is DDS. From the DDS studios, we are your host, Blake Nutton, Bradley Newberry, and from the man cave, you know him, you love him, it's Matthew Two Tone Blue Parker. Parker, how you doing, buddy? Preseason's done, baby. Let's get this going. <sighs> Let's get it going. Let's it get it going. Long and tiresome. Yes, it has. Guys, we really appreciate you joining us tonight for this, our AFC North 2022 prediction show. While we got you here, go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button down below. Give us a rumble on rumble. Follow us on all of our social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. And you can check out all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform, Newberry. Yes. What do we got in store for tonight? We're going to take a trip to the great state of Ohio and the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns finished last season eight and nine behind coach Kevin Stefanski. They may have won the off season in the worst possible way. Let's talk about it some more. Baker Mayfield out. There you go. Deshaun Watson. Somewhat in. Yeah, somewhat in kinda. all of his drama and look we have a cleveland browns fan right there tell us more cleveland gentlemen i uh you know <laughs> i'll just it's already i'm wearing the officially uh licensed gear of the cleveland browns and their fans this year and if you enter the stadium i'm told you're required to wear this because they don't want your face being shown because they're just that ashamed not only for deshaun watson but <laughs> Punishing Baker Mayfield for playing through a tough injury. Simple as that. Now, I hear a, a punter, Matt Ariza, may be out there to be picked up because everybody deserves a second chance. I see tears in your eyes, Cleveland. Tears. Oh, Mayo. <laughs> what in the world? Oh, gosh. But I mean, you said it, though. Baker's gone. Deshaun. He's what a mess. In. What a mess, though. Absolute mess. They got a great running back, right? Two, uh, two uh, arguably yeah. three. And yeah, I'll talk more about their offense. Yeah, later. we're not going to get into that just yet, but finished eight and nine last year. But got a good defense. What I mean, the defense is there, right? Maybe they can get after than, maybe better than good. So we'll talk about them later. But again, an absolute train wreck when it comes to the quarterback situation. I just feel like Baker was done wrong. If you if you wanted to just let Baker go. I mean, it seemed like it was way too late. But but now you've got like seven quarterbacks, and who knows who you'll cut? I have no clue. I, I, all I know is Josh Dobbs is going to make it hard on him after his last outing. You know, they did. I'm not a Baker fan. I sat here and ranted about him last year, but he's better than what this deserves. Yeah. And J- J- Jacoby Brissett just isn't good, guys. I mean, what he is is a veteran, you know, and he shouldn't bury you. He is one of the league's better backups, and and – Maybe he can survive because through the first month, they've got the easiest schedule in the NFL. Well, let's talk about some of their key additions. Blake knows one from the Dallas Cowboys. Wide receiver Amari Cooper comes in. Defensive lineman Chase Winovich. Defensive lineman Taven Bryan from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Once a first-round pick that did not much. Yeah. And they signed a lot of their own. Uh, They brought in Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. So they're 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 patching it together. I mean, that's kind of what it feels right. like. Like, right? It is it's just patchwork. I mean, it's just more of this typical Cleveland shit. Uh, I don't feel like I feel like they they kind of 
just throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. I mean, that's kind of where I see the, the, the Deshaun Watson thing being is that did we really think this through? Because obviously right now it looks like you didn't and you got a complete train wreck at quarterback. And uh, now you've got these tools around them that uh, who's going to get them the ball. I really don't know. You mentioned the additions. I mean, Amari Cooper. Yeah. Like he's, he's a good wide receiver, but he's not like a top 10 guy. And who is it after that? Donovan Peoples Jones, like (laughs) David Bell, the the rookie pick that they just made Anthony Schwartz. Like after that, I'm like having to Google who, who's even there. Uh, You know, so if it's not for him, David Njoku could show up and do something big from the tight ends position. They paid him. He hasn't done anything yet, but I'm after Amari Cooper. I'm afraid what they have. Okay. So we'll jump into the offense then. Last yeah. year, they were 20th, averaging 20 and a half points per game. The identity is the offensive line and the three headed monster with the running backs. And it, even more this year, it has to be. You have Nick Chubb. Yep. You have Hunt. Yep. Kareem Hunt. And please don't forget about Dearness Johnson. Dearness. He actually was second. Blake's pulling up some stats yeah. now. He was actually second in rushing for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, Parker, to your point about Amari Cooper, no. And I say no. No player had over 600 yards receiving. And your boy, Mr. Hooper, only had 38 catches, meaning my bet is safe. Well, he and was splitting that with two other tight ends. There were three on the roster that they used. So if you want to add all those together, they had around 100 receptions. But to your point, they have a fourth running back there too, and Demetric Felton. Like they really have a loaded running back room, and they are going to get the ball because if it's Jacoby Brissett starting, what does he do? The guy doesn't throw downfield. He checks down. Look for the tight ends. Look for Kareem Hunt to have a huge, lo- a huge workload. I mean, it's just going to be – that until Deshaun gets back, like that's that's going to be the plan. They're not going to throw it downfield. It's going to be checkdowns, dink and dunk, try to survive this terrible schedule. And the question is, is is it going to be too late by the time Deshaun gets back? Is the damage going to be done? The problem is they're, I think Parker, their schedule's even harder when he's scheduled to come back. I, exactly. I mean, it's like Murderer's Row after. I mean, after he gets through with his homecoming game, somehow he comes back for the Texans. Yeah, that homecoming game that we called. Yeah, we did. Jeez. Go back and check it out. We It's still there. Yeah. It's obvious. The schedule release is absolutely the tipping hand of the NFL. And, you know, at first I was pissed at the NFL about, about the Texans thing. But the more I listened to radio in, in Houston about it, I'm almost thinking the NFL called Houston and said, what do you want us to do about it? Because they are elated that they have that game. At least the fan base seems to be that way. I mean, who knows what the team, that they are just excited. This guy is going to walk into just a hell of an atmosphere, and it's going to be absolutely brutal. I mean, and and to Blake's point, is it going to be too little too late for him to come back? I hope not. I hope Jacoby Reset has them in a playoff scenario, and then the sexual predator, I'm calling him that because that's what the NFL called him that, comes back after 700 days of playing at games. I hope he just sucks and plays his way out of it. I I think it may be t- too little too late because I'm predicting this this division behind Cleveland's, I think they're going to be pretty good. The other three teams. I think they're going to be sneaky. I agree with you there. Um, one more thought that I had about the offensive line, which I like. The Parker said four-headed monster with the running back room. Yep. 
the quick passing game. I I have personally seen it work. I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. I've seen it work where you run these quick slants and you just run the hell out of the ball. It can work. Can jo- Jacoby Brissett manage it without throwing a pick or a pit, pick six? I, I we'll mean, see. He's going to face some good defenses in the AFC North. We're going to see. I mean, just because I, I question whether not having that real – I mean, we, we talked about Amari Cooper, but – is he really that downfield threat? And can Jacoby Brissett really stretch the field enough to make those little short passes effective? And we talked about how many quarterbacks, but guys, there's still a world where Jimmy G gets cut and ends up on this team. I mean, there really is because this team's ready to win. They're ready to win yes. now. And with Brissett starting at quarterback, they're basically flushing it down the toilet. And you don't do that in NFL. There's not many, you don't get many windows. You don't waste them when you get them. Totally agree. There's going to be one side of the ball that's going to be playing with fire up their ass. It's going to be the Cleveland Brown defense. That's you're exactly Dude, right. Dude, they are going to be angry. They're going to be like, let's let's just win this right here. Our our side of the ball is going to win it. Blake, where does this defense start? What's that one name when you think about I Cleveland mean, Brown's defense? It's the guy that I call the super freak. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. That's right. I mean, 16 sacks last year. Good. And a touchdown. Yep. Yep. You're exactly right. I mean, these guys get after the quarterback. They absolutely do. It's it's very impressive. Like Parker said, they they have a defense that's ready for them to win right now because you don't know how much longer you can keep everybody together and keep everybody happy. And whenever you blow opportunities like this, having all this talent together, uh, it's a really big deal to to, to fumble that. Parker, no the intended. only way that they <laughs> the only way that they get upset is if turnover city starts happening and they get put in bad positions. But I think the defense can try to lead this team right here. It is. Uh, there's a few teams like that this year in the NFL and you're going to love it, right? Mr. Defense over there. And you're sitting there talking about their defensive line, but that's not even their best unit and their unit. Their defensive line's great. Their secondary Denzel Ward, greedy Williams, Greg Newsom. Like these guys might be the best players on the team. Might the secondary might be their strength. Their linebackers are good throughout the entire team. I mean, this defense is really – I mean, we're talking top three, top five potential here in the, in the entire league. I mean, they were, what, 13th, I think. Yeah, 13th at 21.8 points per game allowed. I think that they could actually improve. I mean, that's yeah. a pretty strong number at just three touchdowns a game there. But uh, well, I, and, I and there's AFC so many there's, there's yeah. other factors in that too, you know, where they backed up and, and things like that, like you talked about being put in bad positions. But yeah, I absolutely this is the kind of defense that I don't think that that's their ceiling. I think that they can absolutely do better, which is scary, yeah. quite frankly. What else? You got any other notes? I just think it's a fun scenario to play in your head because of that, that well, let's say let's say Jacoby Brissett is good. We've seen him be good for a few stretches, not 10, 11 game stretches. Or they pick up Jimmy G. What if what if just comes – I just have hatred for how the NFL handled the situation. What happens when Watson can come back and they're 7-4 and four, or 8-3, and three, like like in the team's clicking? And we saw him play in the preseason. Obviously, you got to pay him or play him. There's 230 million reasons why. But if he comes out and he's terrible, right. it is going to be a bad, bad situation. Yeah. I mean, and there's bound to be, right? There's bound to be. Well, yeah, whenever we take – two years off of playing golf, we're not going to hit it straight every time. Uh, we take two months off. Right. We're, we're two weekends off and we can't hit it straight. <clears throat> yeah, that's, my, that's the excuse. I'll, I'll kick it off. 
I, I don't think this team's going to be very good. I do hope that they're good until he comes back, just to satisfy myself here. But I'm going to go with seven and ten. I don't, I don't, I don't think the defense can carry the offense that far. Brissett's just bad, and I think Watson looked awful in the preseason. I know it's preseason, but he's not getting any more work. Like, why, why should I expect him to be better than how I saw him in a preseason game? Seven and, and I'm, right and I'm telling you, <clears throat> Parker is not a Cleveland Browns hater because last year he predicted them to go eleven and six. It's just, it is what it is. You've kind of done it to yourself, Cleveland. Like, yeah, do you think I, they're any better than a seven-win team? I think they might be a little bit better, but it's only going to be just on the efforts of their defense. But I, I, seven and ten is absolutely, uh, they could do that very easily. But I'm giving them eight and nine. They're going to be right back where they were last year. They spent $234 million on a quarterback that's not going to play most of the year. Waste oh, of money. Oh, They've created an absolute shitstorm in Cleveland, and it is right up Cleveland's alley just to fuck this up. Congratulations, Cleveland. You fucked it up again. Pardon me for my F-bomb usage. Well, I'm going to ask the person on my shirt what he thinks. Yoda. Yoda, what do you think about the Cleveland Browns' chances? Six wins, I see. <laughs> Six and 11, <laughs> Cleveland Browns, your last place. Now I want, I want all <laughs> you to pay attention. I hated on you the most right there, and I gave you the most wins out of all three of us. I, hey, I, last, if you go back and look at the preview pod last year, I said on this like, about the Browns, if they traded for Deshaun Watson, they would win the Super Bowl. That was me figuring that, you know, he would have played last year and not set out a whole nother year. So just to clarify that, if anyone sees it, let's clarify that. Yeah. You ready to move? Move on. We're going to Baltimore. The ball. The Baltimore Ravens earned an 8-9 record behind Coach John Harbaugh. That was only his second losing season since 2008. Injuries, Parker, and a lot of close games just didn't quite go their way. I'm talking about two points, one point, three points, two points, two points. I mean, very, very close. Is this the injury bug too much? What did you think about last year? That's a, that's pretty much in my analysis through this whole thing. You're going to hear me say injuries because they got crushed. They lost three running backs for the year before the season even started. And I don't know if y'all have watched Baltimore, but they tend to run the ball. They do. They were down to like cornerback seven because of injuries. I couldn't even, I don't even know who these guys were out there. Offensive line couldn't stay healthy. And they still started eight and three with the number one seed in the AFC. And then Lamar went down and it was just, it was just too much, man. It was yeah. too much. The wheels fell off at that point. I totally agree. The injury bug, it seemed to have been a theme across the AFC last year, uh, but it really hurt them badly. Um, they drafted okay, though. I mean, they got rid of Marquise, right? Um, well, let's I think talk we about talk, we talked let's talk about, about their draft. ads. Let's talk about yeah. their draft. And, and let's talk about how we all said in our draft review show, we're like, damn, the Ravens, they just keep exactly. getting it right. That's what we were. That's what I was about to say is that, you know, we talked about it in our draft special that we were just like, how is it that they just fall into these draft picks? Because they're good at it, right, Parker? Yeah, I mean, like, they are every year. And I even have a note of myself that says, and always, as always, the Ravens team won the draft. It just, they just draft the best player available. They're just smart about it. They're not 
you know, the Patriots of the world that draft, you know, somebody they could get in the third round in the first round. They just know what they know what they're doing. They always make smart moves. I mean, they may not always work out, but the theory behind the moves that they make in the draft always makes sense. They always have a ton of picks in those third, fourth, fifth rounds like they did this year. Yeah, and their draft is definitely highlighted by their rookie, Kyle Hamilton. Um, other ads and pickups, safety, Marcus Williams comes over. He'll be side-by-side side with Hamilton. They have Justin Houston going to mm-hmm. be there with the, I don't know, 40-year-old Clayus Campbell. One more ride for Campbell. Golly, but I can't believe he's still playing. They're going to send waves of rushers. If they can just stay healthy, man. This was a team that I predicted that would be in the Super Bowl last year. I'm not a Ravens fan. Uh, I, yeah. just, I just respect their coaching ability. I respect their style of play. I love running the ball in defense. Um, you, you, not, you, to, not to get too far ahead, but uh, I might be bullish again this year. I mean, you mentioned their defense. And last year, look, this is very unraven-like. Last year, they gave up 81 plays of more than 20 yards. That's the second worst in the league. And 91% of those plays were pass plays. But again, the defense with the injuries, like it, like, does that really mean anything? You know, I, I'm just kind of throwing that stat out the window, right? Because of all these, these injuries, Clayus Campbell though, man, that guy's, you know, beating father time right now. Like Tom Brady, he still plays really well every year. It's injuries, man. I, like Bradley said, uh, I'm not a Ravens fan, but this is another, another team that I, I could see taking, they could be stepping back. They could be bouncing back shall we say, from last year whenever they, they caught the injury bug. This is the number one team in the league that is is ripe for saying worst to first in their division, right? Okay. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, even with all that, their offense finished at number 17 at 22.8 points per game. Offensive coordinator Greg Roman, the story always starts with the quarterback and Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and Lamar – I don't know if it's by design or whatever. You know, there's always this off-season stuff about quarterbacks and how they want more money. They hold out. There's these contract talks. And I think a lot of it he he might even bring on himself just to give himself that chip on his shoulder. You know, he was a guy, if you remember, when he came into the league, they said, you can't play quarterback. We want you playing wide receiver. We want you being an H-back. We want you doing something else other than playing quarterback. And he gave him giant middle finger and said, I'm going to play quarterback and I'm going to play quarterback at a high level. Is this another one of those scenarios where he hyped himself up? I think so. I'll go ahead and start us off here. I think that uh, they're going to really bounce back this year and they're going to uh, go 11 and six. Bradley mentioned that they got rid of Hollywood, which means Rashad Bateman is going to have to to be the guy after Mark Andrews because like, I mean, who's after that? Devin Duvernay? James Prochet, like there's a bunch of nobodies. The other name to learn, if y'all been watching any training camp stuff for preseason, is Isaiah Likely. Likely. Time. Yep. Yes, that guy is Big legit. Dude. I mean, awesome. And I want to harp on one other point that I harped on last year big time, but man, it makes a difference because they have the best kicker in the history of football. And they proved it yet again last year when Tucker made a 66-yarder to walk off against the Lions I am really close to putting this team in the Super Bowl. And one last insane, scary stat. Lamar Jackson and these running backs are expected to face a bottom five rushing defense schedule this year. And that terrible passing defense that we saw this last year, this year, they're facing a bottom five passing offense 
12 and 5. Strong. Very. Very strong. Lamar Jackson led the team with 767 yards rushing last year. Tight end Mark Andrews. I'm glad you got the shout out there. Rashad Bateman, shout out there to you. Uh, Tyus Bowser led the team with seven sacks last year. Good player. I don't know that he's necessarily going to lead the team with sacks again, but I think they're going to be a lot, a lot of Ravens flocking this year on defense when these teams are having to play from behind. Um, I'm just as bullish, man. I think I think the Baltimore Ravens win the AFC North at 11 and six. There and is. it's all positive regression, right? Like all these bad things can't happen again. And there's rumors even that they're going to sign Will Fuller and Jason Pierre Paul end up on this team. Oh, wow. Big pickups, big pickups. I mean, this, this could be the year that they were expecting to have last year. Yeah, you're exactly. And right. that's why Calais Campbell wants one yeah, more ride. Just one, one year, you know, it's just because removed. too many injuries. They didn't get to even yeah. live last year no. because of everything was depleted. So they're exactly. going to run it back this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm a Titans fan. My number one hated team in the NFL is the Ravens, right? Just absolute yeah. hatred. Everybody's talking about the AFC West. This is the team that could sneak up and bite everybody. Yeah. Everybody better be watching out for the North because uh, particularly up in Baltimore, they, they're going to start making some noise this year. You ready to hear about a team that was over 500? We're going to the Steel City, Pittsburgh Steelers. I honestly don't know how they finished over 500, but (laughs) 9-7-1 behind Coach Mike Tomlin. Big Ben retires, but he was horrible. (laughs) Out of the 37 qualified quarterbacks last year, Blake, PFF graded him number 37 the bottom. Yeah, I mean, Big Ben, you know, you hate to see uh, athletes hang on just a little too long, but it always seems to happen. Um, it happens more in football, I think, than any other any other sport. And guys just get out there and they absolutely suck it up. And Ben did exact, exactly that last year. He was he was slow and lumbering around. He really wasn't that accurate. I mean, if anybody got past the line, the offensive line, he was absolutely hosed. What do you remember about last year? I love the uh, PFF stat there, and you're you're right. They're absolutely. He was terrible. He did have the fastest release time in all the NFL for quarterbacks, not because he's good, because the line was so bad he was going to get crushed. If y'all remember, he predominantly played out of shotgun in the NFL because he's too dang slow to be able to walk backwards. <laughs> and throw the ball. They made the playoffs with the most physically limited quarterback in the league. I I mean, like 16, 17 years later, I'm in. I'm a Mike Tomlin guy for good reason. The guy just finds ways to win. I was out on both these potential starters, but I think it's safe to say that these guys looking – I'll I'll save that. But last year, I just – Najee looked – he got a million carries. Hats off to them for making the playoffs and for the Jacksonville Jaguars making that happen. Because <laughs> they whipped up on Carson Wentz like they're going to do in yeah. week one this year. Yep, I think you're right. But uh, their key ads, they got a couple of offensive linemen coming in. Quarterback Mitch Trubisky's in. The rookie Kenny Pickett is here. Wide receiver George Pickens is here. If he can pick himself off the turf when Campbell from the Jags just tackled him and welcomed him to the NFL, your defense picked up some people. They they took a Jaguar. 
They got linebacker Miles Jack, the tackling machine. <sighs> Levi Wallace for your cornerback there. It's there's, there's some there's some movement there in Pittsburgh, Parker. Some ads. Hey, you sit back and you think about it. And you're like, this team is awful. But you sit there and rattle them off, man. Their weapons: Najee, Deontay, Chase Claypool, George Pickens, Pat Fryermuth. They are. I mean, they're probably the best uh, team at, at these possession positions on offense with the best weapons. I mean, Najee Harris led the team in broken tackles last year. And I hate to tell you, man, but Miles Jack, you know, just go. That's a Steeler kind of guy, right? He is just oh, going to yeah. turn a leaf, and this guy is going to be elite next year. And that's, you know, also playing with maybe the best pass rusher in the entire league, TJ Watt. So mm. this team, as out as I was on them a couple of weeks ago, the more I thought, the more research I did on it. I mean, I thought they could be just a garbage team, but I, I don't I don't know that that's the case. Blake, who's playing quarterback? I need I need Blake Stradamus to tell us right now on this show before the season kicks off, who is playing quarterback? Well, look, you know, we'll go back to the draft special here. Everybody, we were calling it before. You know, this was going to be a Cinderella thing. You know, Pittsburgh was going to draft the Pitt uh, 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 quarterback, and they were going to bring Kenny Pickett in. He was going to go to training camp, and he was going to eventually win the job. I just didn't think it was going to be this year. I think it's going to be tiny hands, and I think that uh, it may or may not be the right decision, but I think uh, Trubisky's going to be sitting over there waiting for uh, – Tomlin to make the decision whether or not he should have he should have put the kid in or not. You know, I, I think Trubisky's going to start for a few games and then it's going to go over to tiny hands, but I don't think it matters. Yeah, like, I mean it's six and one half dozen the other in my opinion. Like right now, Trubisky and Baby Hands Pickett are both at least at least at absolute worst a lateral move from Ben Roethlisberger, and I would argue both of them are upgrades. So I'm sitting here thinking with more weapons, more people they've brought in, and a better quarterback, why in the world do I think this team might be under 500? Even their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, who's who's got this specific type of offense he likes to call, wasn't able to do it with Big Ben because Big Ben couldn't move. And now maybe they'll actually be able to to, to do that. I, I'm becoming more and more bullish on this team. I'm glad we're doing this tonight and not in a few days because I might add another win to this. So my thing is just go ahead and play the kid. Just go ahead and play him. Might as well. Arguably looking the best out of them anyway. I mean, I'm not really one to rush a rookie quarterback, but it's not like you've got a proven veteran as the starter. You don't have Ryan Tannehill on your – Team right here. I, exactly. I don't think that if you have somebody who's just head and shoulders better, why not? You know, put him out there, let him take his lumps, um, let him maybe develop a little bit of a relationship with George Pickens out there, who I think has a chance of being a standout rookie uh, for sure. Um, but he's got everything he needs for the quick passing game. He's, he's got he's Pat Fryermuth. He's yeah. he can throw it to Najee. Najee had seventy four receptions I know. last year. Exactly. He's got Najee back there. He'll be able to run for him. He can catch for him. He can check it down to him. Oh, I mean, he got Snell. It got <laughs> Snell. Yeah, you know Snell, what I'm saying. Yeah. UK, a little Kentucky. You know what out. I'm saying. I, I think there's no reason not to put tiny hands in. Um, I just still question the defense. I, well, let's talk about defense. Yeah. Parker, let's talk about their defense. Last year, they were 20th, allowing 23 points per game. They have a new defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin. Guess who else they brought over? 
Brian Flores. He's joining this team. He's not going to be offered $100,000 per loss. He's in a nice, nice, safe environment with Mike Tomlin. We've already touched on. Wait, what do you mean, nice, safe environment? Miami's toxic. TJ Watt, 22 and a half sacks and a touchdown. It's the fifth highest pressure rate since 2020. We're going to talk about somebody that gets a little more pressure in just a moment. But I, I think they can improve, right? They can improve. They can improve on 20th. Yeah, and I do think the Flores addition is huge. I mean, I actually liked him in, in Miami. <laughs> and the one team, if you were to asking me where's the perfect place to him to go, and that was with Tomlin. Tomlin's just got a history of being able to handle any – any. I'm not saying Flores is a problem, like, but and handle any type of situation with some extra noise to it. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, you go back to it, and he's just the master – Pickens, for God's sakes. That's the reason he fell a lot. People were afraid of him there. But I think this defense could be good. I mean, it should be. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I sat here on a rant about their safeties last year. I think their their defense last year struggled a little bit more, not because of their defense, because of Big Ben. Right? So their the addition on their defense might have been because of a subtraction on offense. Yeah, but I mean, we go back to, is it really an upgrade, though, with either one of these quarterbacks? I mean, so that for me, they're going to have to prove it. I, I don't know. I, I'm, what's I'm your, very what's your number? What's your prediction? I'm looking uh, – <laughs> everybody in Pittsburgh is going to hate me. I'm going eight and nine below 500. I, I just yep. don't their, – their defense is going to have to prove it to me. Can they lock down some of these more blue-chip quarterbacks – and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow in this in this conference. I think that's a pretty going to be a pretty standard number whenever you're looking across the league at uh, what's Pittsburgh going to do. You've got that huge question at quarterback, mm-hmm. but you have a a plus in the coaching. You have a plus in defense. I'm honestly right there too. I mean, I got nine and eight. Yeah. But it's not a bad nine and eight, I don't think. I think if the quarterback turns out a little bit better than that, it's going to be better than nine and eight. Parker, what you got? I, I just couldn't. I had actually Blake. I had eight and nine initially, and then I went yeah. back to the drawing board because I'm going. They won nine games with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Like, why in my mind can they not do that? The only thing that derails this team in my mind and makes them bad is the offensive line. Okay. You know, their, their offensive line is the cheapest offensive line in the NFL. And mm. I sat here and talked about uh, the times to throw, and and Ben Roethlisberger was the quickest. I think he threw it 2.2 seconds on average per pass. Guys, the two slowest guys in the league are Trubisky and Pickett. So <laughs> if if they get and, – and by the way, Pickett's like a half a second slower than Trubisky. Like If they can speed that up, I think this team can improve. That is where – that is to me the crux of this team is this offensive line and the quarterback getting rid of the ball – I believe in Mike Tomlin. He's never been under 500. Why should I start now? I think the Browns are going to be terrible. I think there's another team in this division that's going down 10 and 7. All right. Okay. Well, there's only other there's only one other team. <clears throat> Last but not least, we're going to go to the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals.
led by one of Parker's favorite coaches in the league, Coach Zach Taylor. They earned a 10-7 and record. They represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. They lost 23-20 to to the Rams in the Super Bowl. I thought it was a hell of a Super Bowl. What do you think about their season last year? It's Cinderella season. That's what you have to call Joe it, Burrow, right? That's your that's your boy. I, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not an Ohio guy. I'm not a Cincinnati guy, but I am a huge Joey football guy. Uh, I think he's got the swagger. I think he's got the talent, and they obviously have a lot of talent around him for him to sling that ball around. But I'll tell you what, it worries me to death whether or not he's going to be upright from game to game after watching that O line last year. What Look at back the season. Looking back at last year, there is one quarterback, one quarterback in the league to throw over 70%. And let me not spoil it for you, but it's your boy, Joey Burrow there. And But I look back at last year and the things that worry me, and this doesn't sound like a worry on the surface, but is there explosiveness all over the field? field. Jamar Chase had eight touchdowns for more than 20 yards last year. That is the most in the league and more than 25 other teams. With all their players, it's just something that can't be replicated. I mean, they're key ads, Blake. Listen to this list. You talked about the worry of their offensive line. Yep. Offensive tackle Collins comes in. They've got a guard coming in. They have a center coming in. They have a tight end, Hayden Hurst, coming in. You know why? Because yeah. they allowed a league worth 70 seven zero. Seven zero sacks. I mean, they had to retool that offensive line. It was bad. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons had, you know, three or four dozen sacks, I think, in the playoff game against him in, in Nashville. Team did. I mean, it, it was it was something to behold because, it, it, number one, it shows Joe, Joe Burrow's toughness. But, again, these are grown men running at each other at full speed. Eventually, something's going to break, literally, and I – I really hope that uh, retooling this offensive line really pays off for him this year. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm a huge Joe Burrow guy. I, I, I think he's got the tools around him. I think they're going to probably have a really strong season again this year. Parker, are there ads in the, uh, the offen- offensive line group going to be enough to help? Or is it just – it's going to help. I just think there's so much regression on different parts of this team. Yeah. But you're right. Why I don't like the coach, the GM, he went out there. A lot of people go to the Super Bowl or they make this run. They're like, oh, we've got the team. He looked at this team and said, no, no, we don't have the team. And he tried to address it. You said center, right guard, right tackle. They're all going to be completely new. My issue with Burrow in this team, if you want to look at it, is, yeah, there's quarterbacks that have that breakout year. But what do they do the next year? Because the NFL adjusts. You know, Mahomes saw that too high look all last year, but we were talking about constantly. Get ready for Burrow to see that with Chase. And Mahomes struggled with it last year. So if he's going to struggle with it with Andy Reid as his coach, like I just think Burrow might really struggle with it. It's not how you break out. It's how do you respond to that breakout? What's the next year after that? But the offensive – I mean, they went, they're going the right way with the offensive line. They've got the weapons. Running back Joe Mixon had over 1,200 yards, 13 touchdowns. We've talked about their three-headed beast. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers with Chase Higgins and Boyd. Hurst. Um, I really, I'm really going to find this team to be interesting. It's, it's rare for me to say Bengals and interesting. 
I, I know. I mean, I, I don't think any. What were, what did we pick them last year? Last oh, year, God, last year, last we, year went, we were way off on them. So, I think everybody. Missed so the mark. Parker said five and twelve. I said six and eleven. You were the closest at eight and nine, but none of us had them in the playoffs. I'll give you a fun stat about last year. If you want to talk about how bad they were expected to be, last year they were underdogs in fifteen of the seventeen games. Oof. Jeez. That's this, not even counting the playoffs. No, no, and they were underdogs in all of those. This year, <laughs> think about this flip. This this is just a, another reason why I'm down on them. And well, obviously, I'll get to that. But 15 of 17, they were favored. This year, they're or they were un, I'm sorry, they were underdogs in 15 of 17. This year, they're favored in 14 of 17. Like, just think about that turnaround. I mean, it's incredible. Like, you don't just go from winning a little bit to winning a couple of games to winning all your games. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. From year to year, this is the biggest jump in scheduling difficulty in the league also. So that's something to figure. Last year, they had the second easiest schedule in the league. This year, they have the second hardest. Well, you can't just win football games on offensive loan, gentlemen. Let's talk about defense. They were in the middle of the pack last year. They earned 13 interceptions, 42 sacks, led by Trey Hendrickson's 14. He was the third highest at pressure rate since 2020, even better than T.J. Watt. It's impressive when you're being mentioned in the same sentence as, as T.J. Better Watt. than him. I mean, yeah. yeah so, I mean, I... What I mean, we're gonna. I don't. I never would have saw this coming. This no, last year. I never. None would've. of us did. Um. So, uh, for me, it, I'm looking at it. I, why? I, I I would love to hear Parker's explanation as to why this would be any any different this year on the defensive side. I've got a good one because last year they were ranked, I think, the 17th or 18th. I literally have middle of the pack written down. Yep. But you should expect more from these guys because they are one of the more. The, I think it's the third highest paid. Yes, they are the third highest paid unit in football, defense in football. They shouldn't be 16, 17, 18, or 19. They should be better. So kind of like my offense is going to be worse because there's no way they can sustain that explosiveness. They're just not. It's not possible. The defense should be better as long as they're paying the right people. So they should be, continue to make that jump as long as these guys are the right ones. Guess who's saying they didn't pay the right people? Safety Jesse Bates. Said they're not paying the right people. So we'll see. He's going to be on the franchise tag, but I don't think he's happy about it. And uh, and, a, and a disgruntled player leads to some whoops. Maybe I missed an assignment. My bad. Yeah, you know, it's, my, it's bad tape for him, though. It is. and But they got to think about the future. You know, like they're about to have to maybe write the biggest check there is to Joe Burrow for a quarterback, right? They maybe have to pay the highest paid wide receiver in the league. Like they've got two massive contracts coming up really soon. And would you rather worry about your two superstars or your safety? Any final thoughts before we give our predictions? I, I've said all I need to say. I'm a huge Joe, Joe Burrow fan, but the question is, is are they going to do enough to overtake the Baltimore Ravens in this division for me? So I guess I'll go ahead and start it off here. They're going to go 11 and six but they're going to not hold the tiebreaker over the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens will be your, your champs for this division or conference. I'll go second, Parker. I'll leave it for you. I see regression here. I believe as a fancy and as sexy as your offense wants to be, 
I think you're a little overrated. <laughs> I'm going Cincinnati barely gets over 500 at nine and eight. Wow. Parker, what you got? Bradley, we're just on the, we got the same wavelengths going on tonight. I, I like it. Regression, 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 regression. I can't say it enough about this team. You can't go from being underdogs in 15 of 17 games to being favorites in 14 of 17, unless you got Tom Brady on your team all of a sudden. And I went on a rant last year about how they have the worst coach in football. And guess what? They still have the worst coach in football. Jeez. It's easier to coach when you're not expected to do anything. I think their win total was five and a half last year. But now you're the hunted. And Zach Taylor is no Mike Tomlin. And I expect Taylor to grump to crumble like Goodell did when he had the chance to lay down the hammer in oh, Cleveland. Geez. I just – this regression. There's no way this team should be favored in this many. And I am right along with Bradley, 9-8, and eight, missing the playoffs. Wow. And that – Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, was the 2022 AFC North Prediction Show. Absolutely. Guys, on your way out, go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button down below for us. Really helps us out. It's quick. It's free. It's easy. Go ahead and give us a rumble on Rumble. Check us out on all our social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Wow, I lost my voice. TikTok, there it is. And Facebook at DDS Sports Talk. You can catch all the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Gentlemen, final thoughts. Look, guys, we got to wrap this up because I'm 45 and I got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> uh -oh, I'm going to give my final thought time to you. The Cleveland Browns, if you will. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Bye, Cleveland. Yeah. I got nothing, guys. It is two-tone blue all the way. You guys do well.